0: It's the Listen Up Milwaukee Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Steve Italiano, and this is the Listen Up Milwaukee Podcast, and uh, appreciate you coming to listen to us. And today we have a uh, local artist, or returning artist, I'll say um Rochelle Weiner welcome Rochelle thank you um so now we're gonna make you listen and find out why we're saying returning local artist but (laughs) um so Rochelle tell us a little bit about yourself
1: um well I grew up in Milwaukee um and went to college in Milwaukee and then after college I moved to Chicago and have been there for 20 years and now I've returned to Milwaukee (laughs) to um pursue the rest of my life, I guess.
0: All right. Well, let's let's start out. Uh, so what part of Milwaukee you originally, What where'd you grow up?
1: On the east side, Bradford and Downer, right by the Downer Theater.
0: Wonderful. And uh, so you're a native east sider.
1: Yes, yes. Okay.
0: And uh, you said the college here in Milwaukee? Right. Uh, yep. did you, did you UWM, the UW system?
1: UWM Milwaukee. Okay. Went to art school. Art
0: school. Uh-huh. Um. So right out of college, mm-hmm. um, how does one pursue art right out of college?
1: I didn't actually. Okay. <laughs> what I did, um, what I did is I pursued graphic design. I got a f- fine art degree, but paid my way through college by working at quick print shops. I worked at uh, Clark Graphics for several years, and that was at the advent of the Macintosh and desktop publishing and I took a real interest in that on the job and learned a lot about it there um and by the time I graduated with my fine arts degree kind of (laughs) took stock and realized it was going to be a hard life trying to be a fine artist and was already making a living as a desktop publisher so I went towards graphic design instead.
0: So the move to Chicago how soon did that come after graduation?
1: Well, I actually took a year and moved to London first and pursued graphic design there and worked there for a year. And then I moved back to Milwaukee for one year and worked out in Brookfield at Alpha Graphics as a graphic designer. And then I moved down to Chicago. So there was a two-year gap after school before I moved to Chicago.
0: Okay. And was was Chicago the allure for a job or was it to look for a job? Was that the mecca at the time for the Midwest? Or uh,
1: Well, definitely the... Graphic design jobs were far and few between at the time in Milwaukee. Um, seemed like everybody that was at my stage in life was going after the same few jobs, particularly M- Milwaukee Magazine stood out as like the, the job everybody wanted to get. And of course, there's way too many people for them right. to hire. So um, I did look to Chicago as a way to further my career more quickly. And of course, the, the lure of a big city and all that was big for me as well. So that's why I moved down in the first place.
0: And um, you, I'm going to assume you started working for, who did you start working for in Chicago? um,
1: When I moved to Chicago, I found a job um, with Smith Buckland and Associates. They were right on Michigan Avenue right at the river, which was very exciting for me to be. First job and right in the center of everything. Um, But they are an association managing firm. I worked there for three years in the graphic design department. And um, it was... Not my favorite job. (laughs) Um, Not many people's favorite job, actually, at that time. There was a lot of turnover, and I met a lot of people in those three years. And by keeping those connections, because they were friends of mine, that kind of helped me to launch my graphic design business. So I left there because I had all these connections, and I was getting freelance work before I even left the job at Smith Buckland. So I could see that I could make a business of it just because of that.
0: All right, so you formed your own company then? Yes, yes.
1: Well, I started out freelancing more to be more technical about it, um, but within a few years I realized that I was much better off getting my own clients and working for my own home office rather than freelancing at an agency where I would be a lower paid worker and kind of coming and going and not much permanence. Okay.
0: So that was the f- impetus of what is now Andiamo, is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes, okay.
1: yes. When I started it was um, called Andiamo Design. It was really just me freelancing, um, but within a few years I started partnering with uh, copywriters and web programmers and um, hiring out photography and marketing and all these kinds of things that are not my forte and then I would therefore have a larger group of freelancers working together and um, at some point maybe nine years ago I renamed the com- renamed my company Andiamo Creative because it was more inclusive of a larger group.
0: Okay, so kind of more of a cooperative then mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with other people in similar situations. Right. Um, as part of that uh, what what time frame was this i guess is was this
1: over how many years you mean uh,
0: yeah i mean when you you founded on diamo mid 90s it was
1: 1998 okay february 1998 i started on um and it's just been going ever since then i guess changed to andiamo creative oh 2006 or so 2007 maybe okay
0: so i'm and again the little bit i know about advertising and graphic uh-huh. design mm-hmm. um the it seems like was, was that just kind of the right time not just for you but in the industry
1: I think I did get a little lucky when I first started out um, it was really easy to get work back then there was a lot going around and a lot of um, just a lot of design work and it very easy to make connections and make those connections into good partnerships um, it was very easy getting started okay. um there's been ups and downs since of course with right. the ups and downs of the economy the the most recent recession has been really tough mm-hmm. um but still hanging on here still making it work so yeah. so
0: do you feel at that time you had an edge because you were I, you know and people i think again the little bit i know about print and the people mm-hmm. i know who have been in the printing industry mm-hmm. there was the overlap of the old and the new mm-hmm. the the old typesetters sure mm-hmm. um which, you know, if you tell people how it was done, you know, you talk to some kids now, maybe at Maya, and you say, this is the way it used to be done, uh-uh. um, they'd probably laugh you right out of the building, right? <laughs> um, so it was it was a good opportune time, I think, because mm-hmm. that was, from, like I said, from what I know, it was at a time where the new was coming on, mm-hmm. um, doing what I do with my little hobbies. Mm-hmm. It was a time of... I guess the computer computerization of the industry sure. became a lot cheaper. Right. Um, right, And you
1: could do it from home. You could. It made the life of a freelancer a lot simpler as long as you could afford that first outlay of buying the computer from, that you worked on. and right. then you're good to go.
0: So, just again, as a because I'm a hobbyist in a lot of this, mm-hmm. um, did you at the time did you dive in with Mac right away? Was that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, even at Clark Graphics, we used a Mac. So okay. I, that's the computer I learned to use in the first place. Okay. And, of course, with design, that is what is the, the standard in the industry. Okay. So always been a Mac girl.
0: Always been a Mac girl. Okay. <laughs> Drank the Kool-Aid along with the rest of us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and indeed. Yeah. Whose yeah. iPad is that? No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so at that time, um, you started to pull people together. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some of your clients, I guess? How did uh, how does a single outgoing gal with <laughs> with talent, I mean, make it work? I mean, I, that's what's...
1: Um, well, it really was a lot of word of mouth for a really long time because it just, people just would call me. You know, you do a job, client's happy, and they tell people, you know? And I really did no marketing for ages. Um, I kind of fell into working with... Um, architects, interior designers, um, some uh structural engineers, those kinds of companies. Mm-hmm. Um and I liked working with them because they're uh on a creative side and they're they understand the lingo. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's easier to have a conversation about abstract things with them and um they get it and they understand what you're trying to do without having to explain too much and it it worked. Um and I wish I was still working with a lot of those companies. I'm working yeah. with some of them now but The bottom fell out because of the recession. The the building industry, there was just nothing. And all of my clients just kind of dried up and went away. So I kind of had to start looking for something else. And that's when I started having to put more effort into getting (laughs) work.
0: So the stuff you do at Andiamo, I mean, Mm -hmm. I would imagine is across the board. You do print. Mm -hmm. You do web design now. Um, Was that a big part of what you were doing early on?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that actually did help me build my business because um, that job at Smith Buckland, um, in those three years, that was just when we people started knowing about the web and started designing for the web, and I was learning on the job there how to design for the web. And then I took some classes in HTML and Flash and those kinds of mm-hmm. things as well just to make sure I knew what I was doing. But um, I had other acquaintances who were freelancing at the same time and did not know web, and they had a tougher time because there's just not as much to offer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially with how much the web has grown over the years and how important it is for marketing these days i felt very lucky that i did get that initial start and i have built it from there because if i hadn't pushed myself to learn that i don't know if i would still be in business now a large part of my business is web and email marketing and social media and everything that has to do with digital
0: okay so that that is a huge chunk of your Mm -hmm. business now has that always been that way Pretty much from the onset, then.
1: Yeah, for me, yeah, pretty much. I like to be able to what i I define Andiamo as a branding company, which means that I go in and I help them define a message, be it a new company or a company that needs a refresh. So I help them define who they are, put it into words, <clears throat> create the message, and then build the graphic um, the graphics around that, the logo, the color palette, the font usage. And then roll it out to print pieces and, you know, business cards, stationery, brochures, you know, magazines, folded, whatever, lots of different kinds of printed things. And then their website and their email marketing and their, you know, social media presence and all those things, all is part of branding. And that's that's what gets me excited about the job.
0: So you're, in branding, you're, you're creating their look. Yes. So the... You create a Bible for them for the most part. Basically, yeah. Here's your Bible. This is the fonts you will use. These are the colors you will use. And if you deviate, I will kill you. Right. Okay. We call
1: it a branding guide. (laughs) Just to be clear. Just to be clear?
0: I'd I'd call it a Bible. uh, That's your branding Bible. Branding Bible. Shut up and follow it. Um, Now, again, we talked about how getting started um, in this industry then Uh um, with Andiamo, you you said... uh, do you, I guess, is it easier to get business? Because when your stuff's on the web, uh-huh. it's easier to access, I would imagine. Right. You so mean are like those, my, my website? My well, your own stuff? personal website, mm-hmm. uh, the websites you've designed. Sure. I mean, you've got how many different resumes on how many different websites, <laughs> for the most part, correct? That's a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does that help in your marketing? and, sure. and, your, and your?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, with any client that you might meet, or potential client you might meet, um, it's very typical to... Have the meeting with them, find out what their needs are, and then write that email when you get back and saying, okay, I go to this site, this site, this site, and this site. I've done all these, and that kind of relates to what we were talking to today, and talking about today, and kind of gets keeps the message going in your... Sure. It helps. So the days
0: of <laughs> running around with a large portfolio from office to office is... It's
1: not like that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I still have a portfolio. I've updated it. It's a smaller size. It's not this big, huge, bulky thing. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think people really use it that much anymore, you know? I mean, you just direct them to your website. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, if somebody, as far as with Andiamo, if they want to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. um, how do they do that? How do they reach out to you?
1: Um, Go to my website, AndiamoCreative.com.
0: <laughs> and for all the uninitiated, Andiamo is Italian for, we go. <laughs> so There you go. Um, so you're, is that where it came from? I
1: Yes, yes. I've, I've always been interested in um, the Italian language, the Italian culture. I've traveled there a few times. I lived there for one summer. I just i have always really had an affinity for it. And um, when I was trying to think of a, a name, I thought, okay, let's get a name that starts with A. Because <laughs> my last name is W, and I don't want to be at the end of the list again. And then um, I was just brainstorming, and I, you know, Wanted to get myself going, so I just like, let's go, let's get it going, let's go. Andiamo, let's go.
0: <laughs> exceptional, okay. exceptional. So that's mm-hmm. kind of your not just the name of the company; it's more, it's a mantra. Also, it is. It all right. Is. So, yeah. all right. So that's web design, mm-hmm. any type of graphic design and branding. So, but, right. okay, that that people can follow through. So mm-hmm. that's Andiamo.com. dot com.
1: Andiamo Creative dot. Ah,
0: andiamo Creative. Okay. See, I, I, am I just lousy with names? Ah. <laughs> uh. Somebody throw something at me. <laughs> um, so that is, I will call it your bread and butter. That's yes. what's keeping the lights on and yes. the cat fed. And exactly. Okay. Two cats. <laughs> Two cats. Both cats are fed. Yes. Excellent. Well, and so business is good. <laughs>
1: yeah, the cats are fed.
0: Right. Okay, they're fat as cats. it were. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit okay. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're native, Milwaukeean. Yes. Okay. East side. Yes. How uh, was that part of the influence? I mean, uh, it, I guess it's hard for me because I, I don't <laughs> consider myself a terribly creative person. Okay. I've always been kind of a nuts and bolts guy. Uh-huh. Um, even with my hobbies, like sure. I said it's, it's nuts and bolts. Uh-huh. Um, w- everybody has a talent. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as saying, and I'll stretch myself out here, that it's a God given talent. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but some of us don't follow it a lot uh-huh. of people don't follow it because it's not going to pay or it's right. not um and some people, me included, have a hard time following their passion as a business or as a mm. job because they don't want to lose the joy of doing it. And that's why that's I do what that's what sure. I do for I mean, I my job has nothing to do with my hobbies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like it that way okay. because I enjoy the hobby aspect then that much more. Sure. So, how did you lean toward? We we were always a visual graphics artist, art artsy fartsy kid kind of thing. Um.
1: Yeah. Um, well, my mom is a painter and also a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. She comes from a very large family, and everybody in that family is in crea- is creative in some some way, be it painting or quilting or sewing or any number of things. Sculpting, my, my uncle does these wonderful metal sculptures. I mean, everybody does something. Um, so I kind of grew up in that realm already. And um, yeah, I mean, I just had a proclivity towards it to begin with. And when I was trying to think of what I wanted to study, I knew I was going to go to college, but what are you going to study? And a lot of things come to mind, but it's like, well, what do you really actually like to do? Don't worry about getting a job. <laughs> what do you like to do? So I went and study painting and drawing um so yeah and then you know the told the story about the graphic design already but mm-hmm. it, it kind of was an easy jump because that is all the all the basics are the same right and as long as you know how to use the software and you're you can learn um you know speci- specifications for printing and you can learn specifications for web design and all these different things it is still all pulling from the same place mm-hmm. so it was an easy jump
0: so would you say you were immersed in that type of environment I mean, it was never discouraged.
1: No, no, it was definitely encouraged. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we tell stories about when we were growing up and every kid is, you know, Mom, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And she would sit me down, sit me and my brother down with some crayons and some paper or some paints or whatever, and that's what she would give us to do. Well, at least it rubbed off on you. Yeah.
0: Uh, Just kidding, Dean. (laughs) Dean
1: used to be interested. I don't know where we lost him on that, but... (laughs)
0: Uh, it's yeah, it's puberty. Blame it on puberty. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, now living on the east side and mm-hmm. growing up there, mm-hmm. um, I grew up on the north side of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, and it was always the east side was always looked on as kind of more of a vibrant, mm-hmm. more of a higher energy, mm-hmm. um, more artistic sure. area, um, and whether that was. You know, some of the murals on Brady Street or coming out of what, you know, and going back to even before our time, uh-huh. you know, that was the hippie culture. Sure. You know, that's that's kind of right. where it was for Milwaukee. That was our, you know, Hayton Ashbury. <laughs> was, you know, right? That's where it was. On Milwaukee scale, yeah. Yeah, the Milwaukee scale. So there were like two blocks of hippies. That's all there was. Um, nothing more. That's all we could handle. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Chalmers wouldn't handle that. But, um, anyways, <laughs> uh, did that, the being, I don't want to say immersed, but where you grew up, and I know the uh-huh. area you grew up in, I mean, you weren't far. I mean, could you, there was music, there was. Sure. um
1: Fashion. Fashion was a big part of it. Really? You know? Yeah. The, I mean, they always call it the fashionable East Side, right? Yeah. And I definitely identified with that at a, you know, formative age and liked the fact that we lived on the East Side, and I liked. I don't know. Felt like there was some cachet to it. You know okay. what I mean? I don't know if anybody else felt that way but I did. Um but yeah, it, it definitely was part of becoming an artist, I think. Was being influenced by being on the East Side.
0: Being on the East Side sure. and having that available to you and seeing sure. it. Sure. Seeing and, it and,
1: and you know, seeing that cool woman walking down the street with a really great outfit. Like, "Oh, she looks like an artist. That's that's what I'm going to be."
0: You yeah. know. Yeah, you wouldn't see that walking down the street in Brookfield. Not as much. No. Not as much. <laughs> If they did, they'd call the police. <laughs> um, um, so you, you, how was UWM for you? I mean, I mean, you look at some of the schools we have mm-hmm. now um, with my ad. Mm-hmm. Um, was UWM your first choice?
1: <clears throat> well, I was restricted <laughs> by my mother, <laughs> who did not feel that I was ready to leave the house when okay. I was 18, so she cut a deal with me that um, I must go to UWM for my first year okay, and live at home, and I did, and then after that, I could do anything I want, but of course, by that time, you're kind of immersed in friends and, and the, sure. the everything that you're doing, and you're kind of, I mean, at least for me, there was no question about looking elsewhere. The only other place I really looked at at all was my ad, but mm-hmm. um, it was brand new back then, And according to my mom, (laughs) I don't know if I ever actually confirmed this anywhere, but it was not accredited yet, and she she dissuaded me from
0: trying to go there. So education was important Mm -hmm. and was focused upon. So you didn't get the luggage on graduation day like Dean got. Just just kidding.
1: (laughs) No, I didn't. I'm kidding. (laughs) That was
0: just a rumor. (laughs) Um, And again, I guess I better just do full disclosure here. (laughs) Rochelle's brother and I graduated from high school together, attended high school together for four years, so um, if, we're, if we're poking fun at him, it's it's all, in, it's all in good fun. For old Dean. For Dean. But uh, that was always the running joke, that sure. when Dean came home from the graduation parties on uh-huh. graduation night, there was a pile of luggage with a card that said, happy graduation, take the hint. Nice. Um,
1: <laughs> I can attest that's not how it happened. Oh, no? No. Okay. All right. Because he was not he was out pretty quick. He anyway, was. He was. Um, but
0: so, so that's that's one of those... Urban legends. We'll, yes. just, we'll just let it go. You can use it <laughs> I with this. Like um, so you, now again, while well, we're rehashing, so um, <laughs> down in Chicago, yeah, that's where the action was. So that's yeah. that's where the work was. Why yep. do you rob banks? Because that's where the money is. There you go. Go to Chicago because that's where the graphic design jobs. There
1: are. you go. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot going down, and there still is. There's still a lot going down there for.
0: Okay. Now, is the majority of what goes on down there? I mean, is it advertising? Or is there a a vibrant, I mean, every community, I shouldn't say, a a vibrant artistic community? Or Mm. is a lot of what's going on in that area where you're in Chicago a business-driven, if you will?
1: I think it's all of that. I mean, it's just everything's going on at once. I mean, there's tons of ad agencies. I have a lot of friends who have made careers of working at ad agencies in Chicago. Um, Publishing is big. Certainly, you know, all other kinds of businesses I've worked with. I mean I've worked with tons of different industries and everybody needs graphic design work at some point, you know, okay. whether they realize it or not, is part of the sales <laughs> initiative, but <laughs> okay. you know, everybody needs it.
0: So a young person today, would mm-hmm. would you encourage them dis- to head in that direction? So I guess uh, would you say, you know, uh, would you tell people, you know, go west young man or go to Chicago? <laughs> you know, is that is that the mantra for somebody who's getting out of school who's maybe needs to cut their teeth, hmm. um, is that the place to be to get there?
1: It's hard hard to say, actually, because now after coming back to Milwaukee and seeing how much Milwaukee has changed and, you know, making some connections here now, I mean, there is, it seems to be, anyway, a lot more going on in Milwaukee now than there was 20 years ago as far as pursuing this particular career. Um, but, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, a larger city is always going to have more opportunity if you try and find it.
0: So you, so there's opportunity here is what you're saying. I think so, yeah. And you say more than what there was 20 years ago? I, I do
1: think so. I mean, obviously the city's grown and the city's become more white-collar and a lot more businesses, interesting businesses have moved in. Mm. And, you know, they all need websites. They all need logos. They all need menus or whatever it is they do. You know, they right. all need that stuff. So it's a matter of going out and finding it. And, and granted, you know, when I was out of school – I had no idea I was going to start my own business. I would never have approached some restaurant with a crummy logo and told them, you know, why don't you hire me? But these days, you know, that's kind of on the list.
0: <laughs> with uh, with with that, we mm-hmm. see a lot of opportunities, and we were talking prior to recording here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see a lot... I guess I think of Chicago. I think of the big opportunity. You work for the big ad agency. They're going to get Coke or they're going to get GM or da 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 mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Milwaukee, it seems like we've got a lot of. If you are going to do something, it's a small business venture. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've supposedly have been the birth the birthplace of the craft brewing industry with mm-hmm. Sprecher. You mm-hmm. know, that's what sure they say, um, and. A lot of, I guess I find it funny because we were a city and we were the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, I think, was always defined by its suburbs. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like the city itself is getting back to the neighborhood concept, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see from, that. You know, um, what the east side was mm-hmm. is now everybody wants that feel, it seems like, mm-hmm. um, to, see you know, um, the Washington Heights area, mm-hmm. which is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's... You know, again, 20 years ago playing softball over at Worth Park, <laughs> y- you got out of there before they turned the lights on. I mean, <laughs> right. realistically, it uh-huh. was, you know, you, you got out of there and sure. when your game was done. Right. Now it, it's a very vibrant street scene. Yeah, There's cafes, there's restaurants, mm-hmm. there's small businesses and shops. Is that uh, having those smaller businesses, mm-hmm. do you find that as being more of an opportunity for you?
1: Um, yeah, uh, to some extent, but more, more just socially. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? Yes, business for sure. I mean, I would like to approach every one of those businesses and you know mm-hmm. find a way to, you know, help them out with with what they may need if they you know have any budget at all. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 more looking for the bigger clients. I mean, if I can, but um, I do like working with the little ones too. I mean, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's kind of. When I, coming back to Milwaukee, I was very excited to see this neighborhood aspect that you're talking about, because mm-hmm. I saw that in Bayview. I saw it out in Tosa. I saw it at, you know, on the east side and the River West and all these different places and stuff springing up where there didn't used to be anything interesting, right? right? Um, restaurants and shopping and beautiful condos and all sorts of great stuff. And that was really exciting to me. And it does remind me of Chicago, because, of course, Chicago has a great array of fun neighborhoods and Mm -hmm. any neighborhood that you go to there's going to be a fun area to hang out in and i'm kind of feeling milwaukee has is getting that and that to me is a really huge positive that's should help bring more people to the city
0: let's do a comparison okay we're gonna and and obviously we are you know a fraction the size of chicago Mm -hmm. um what, what what brought you back let's put it that way what what's one of the things that brought you back to Milwaukee
1: um well a number of things I had been considering for a while moving back um what I would like to do with my career is eventually do more full-time fine art I really would like to do that I started getting back into art again maybe five years ago and I've been um showing in Chicago and I've you know won some awards and I'm really enjoying it um It does not pay for itself yet. Well, it just pays for itself. But I would like to kind of tip it over to the other edge and have some um, actual profits from that eventually. And um, my thought process being is if I move to Milwaukee, um, first of all, it's less expensive to live here. I don't have to make as much per month. And also, I would like to buy um, the house I grew up in back from my mom. She currently owns it. And by doing that, it's a two flat, Um, I would have far lower monthly um, bills than I do living in Chicago and therefore wouldn't have to work as much at the graphic design to pay the bills and then I could have more time for the fine art because I feel if I could have more time to pursue the fine art and market that and do more work and get it into the places where I need to, that I might have a chance of actually making a living at it at some point. But I can't do both, so I gotta split my time between the two, and I need yeah. to make a certain amount of money. It's like anybody else, you know. You have mm-hmm. to keep moving to keep your life going. But if you want to change the direction of your life, how do you get there? So, sure.
0: Um, so, I guess this is a, another aspect. The, um, and we'll get back to the fine art. Mm. And I'm trying to formulate a thought here, but it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> so. You would—is this a path you think most people should take? Because in the growth of the digital world, uh-huh. what you do, uh-huh. you could do from a beach, right, in Hawaii. I
1: know
0: you can do it from a flat on the East Side. Mm-hmm. You can do it from you know a loft in Chicago mm-hmm. or or a cardboard box in the alley, <laughs> as long as you had a, a, a you Wi-Fi. connection, right. right. As long as you have a Wi-Fi <laughs> connection, right? right. Um, do you think that that aspect of it, the digital, is allowing people, the, the creative group of people in this mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. giving them more choices where they where they want to live? Oh, yeah. I mean... It's yeah.
1: a virtual world, you know? I mean, my clients, I've had clients all over the United States. I have one client that's in um, in Europe that I've been working with him since I started the business, and he's been... He started living, when I met him, he was living in Northern Ireland, then he was living in London, then he was living in um, Sweden someplace, and now he's back in England, but in the north. He's been all over the place. doesn't matter to his business, doesn't matter to my business. We work fine together because we've got the internet. I may meet my clients when I first get to know them, not necessarily every time. I haven't met all of my clients in person, but typically, once you've met them in person and you start working together, Everything else is done via phone, internet, conference call. There's just no point in going and spending the time and the effort to go and meet someplace where you can do it on the phone. And therefore, the client saves money. by, Because otherwise, I'd have to charge them for my time, for all the travel and everything.
0: So do you think that'll help our city? Do you think that... Will I draw so, more, yeah. you know. I'm mean, again looking at trying to draw creative people to the city, mm-hmm. uh, draw vibrant people to the city, create a creative culture, right? Um, do you, I mean not that we want to be a bedroom community for mm-hmm. Chicago, mm-hmm. um, but do you do you think Milwaukee has the what it needs to become that type of center for yeah, for the creative so people not? for the creative community?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who work from home, um, and it really doesn't matter. I mean, they've worked – I had a friend who worked for – oh, I can't think of the name of the company now. Um, But a large international firm, and she did marketing for them. And she always worked from home, and her teammates were all over the place, including India. So she would have these meetings with teammates in India, and they're all working on the same marketing project – and she would have to get up in the middle of the night to talk to them because the time zone was so, you know, okay. opposite. I mean, I heard of some, I can't remember which um, newspaper or magazine it was, but they started um, closing down offices and having people work from home because why, I, don't, I don't understand why you need all that overhead. Why do people actually have to be in the office to get work done? I work much better by myself at home than coming and sitting amongst a whole group of people and not having my own space.
0: Who do you play ping pong with? <laughs> that would be my...
1: That's what Facebook's for. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Facebook is my water cooler.
0: <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, let's get... Well, you, you touched base on it here. Um, so Andiamo mm-hmm. pays the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but your true passion mm-hmm. is uh, painting. Yes, painting? I'm a painter. Yeah. Painter. Okay. Right. Um and I'm going to go I'm going we're going to plug you here first because I <laughs> because cuz I do see your Facebook page. Uh-huh. So when you were in Chicago, uh-huh. you you've had quite a few it seems if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, chosen to be uh, the the art director or whoever the set design mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. um for the TV show Chicago Fire. Right. Um, you've had a few of your pieces appear
1: Yeah, a number of them now. Actually, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Sirens, um uh, Sense8 on, on next Netflix yep. and I'm forgetting one but uh, the way that this has happened is that um, one of the galleries where I show my work in Chicago has got um, relationships with different set designers that work in the Chicago area so when they've got a set that they have to design they'll come to this gallery and they will choose art that fits the story right or fits okay. the the personality of the person's house that they're doing the set for or whatever it is Um So most of the time they will rent art for a day or two while they're doing the shoot. But occasionally, and this has happened for me, they will buy pieces as well. Um, Chicago Fire's bought three of my pieces because they're part of permanent sets. So if it's a lead character in the show and they're going to have many scenes in that person's house, then they fit out that person's house with actual purchased art. And that's kind of (laughs) cool. I've actually seen my work. You know in the background, and sometimes you get a good shot, sometimes it's blurry, but it's just kind yeah. of exciting. And
0: do you get, I mean, do you get credit?
1: No, no credit, okay. no ah. credit. I get a little bit of a payment, a rental fee. Or when okay. they bought it, obviously, I get paid for the payment okay. that they bought.
0: So, did you get a royalties agreement? So, when this goes to rerun and syndication, <laughs> you getting paid, or no? No, nope, nope, no, that's not ah. how it works.
1: That is not how it works.
0: <laughs> Somebody should fix that,
1: <laughs> all right? <laughs> no, to me, it's just exciting, you know, just the thought of. My stuff's on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all these... I mean, it's a whole different audience, isn't it? And I'm not even talking about the, the TV audience. I'm talking about all the people who are working on that set who would have never seen my art are now mm-hmm. seeing it every day, you know? That's kind of cool.
0: Has that parlayed anything for you? Has that turned into anything um, more? I think it adds, or?
1: adds a bit of oomph to my fine art resume, okay. um, but it has not led to anything that I know of.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, and again, I'm a throwback, so uh, I'm guessing before the digital age, mm-hmm. you create, you paint, you get a collection of paintings together, mm-hmm. and then you've got to show them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still the model for creatives that that are trying to pursue a fine art, mm-hmm. that sell their art or show their art? Um, even in the digital age, is that still the
1: It's that and digital, okay. <laughs> like any other business these days. So yes, I am pursuing and being in galleries. I am in a couple in Chicago and you know you
0: Now which galleries in Chicago are you in?
1: I'm at the Lee Gallery, which is on Halstead in Boystown, and I'm at the Andersonville Galleria, which is uh in um Andersonville on Clark Street. And I've got some work on Michigan Avenue at the I Love Chicago shop Mm -hmm. and also the I Love Chicago shop at O'Hare Airport. Um, And then just generally, I'm in different shows that are short-lived as well. I've got a couple coming up. I'm in a um, show this coming month at the Cone Line Museum at the Oakton College in Des Plaines. I've got one piece, and I've also got a show coming up at the ARC Gallery on Damon in um, Bucktown next month, so I'll have a piece in that. A bunch of different things. And what do you
0: got going locally here in Milwaukee?
1: Um, Well, right now I have two shows um, in place. One is at Lulu's uh, Cafe down in Bayview, and the other one is at Juniper 61 in Wauwatosa. So that was pretty exciting, actually, to get both the shows just exactly when I'm moving here. Um, It was pretty hectic because I had to host the shows the same week that i moved so i literally i moved moved into the house on monday on wednesday i posted the show at lulu no at juniper on thursday i posted the show at lulu and then friday was the opening and i had i mean literally just moved it was a very very scary hectic week (laughs) but we got it done
0: (laughs) excellent so um when you do your shows at lulu mm-hmm. um well, at Lulu's cafe, so mm-hmm. i'm familiar with it i don't I may have been there once mm-hmm. a long time ago, <laughs> but um how do your shows work so if somebody i mean they're gonna if they want to see your work, they can go there and look at it mm-hmm. um is everything for purchase oh yeah, absolutely okay
1: yeah, I want this to at the very least keep paying for itself, if not more, so yes, everything's okay. always for sale um the Lulu show um, has large scale works, and the Juniper show has smaller scale works. But they're all in my—they're all part of the same show. I'm calling it Strata Plus Sphere, and it's about um, layers of paint telling a story of the sphere of my life, basically. And so the whole story is based around growing up in Milwaukee, growing up in the East Side. All each piece is a little different snippet memory of my life growing up here in Milwaukee.
0: So very personal.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, kind of fun and interesting. And
0: now, how does how how uh, you know artists are their own worst critic? Mm-hmm. And when you create something that personal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how do you sell it?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, is you're, it hard
0: to let go? Do you struggle with? Oh, I, mean,
1: I see what you mean. No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, oh. I mean, there's a couple pieces, I suppose that. I wouldn't mind if they ended up in my permanent collection. But, you know, when, when you're when you doing this, I've been doing this for five years now, you have no idea how many paintings I have in my house right now. So <laughs> selling them is always a good thing. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, do you, I guess, as if, if to pursue fine art, mm-hmm. like I said, you've got to, do you see yourself, is that something that can support you a hundred percent in this city, do you think financially you mean? financially?
1: oh, um, well, that remains to be seen, but that had never been my plan anyway. I do okay. want to get representation in different places throughout the United States and even in Europe if someday if I can manage that, that okay. would be fun um, but definitely, I'm gonna be pursuing selling my work online as well
0: right. and you see Milwaukee being your your hub now being sure. the center of yeah. And you could work internationally from here, oh yeah, oh, okay,
1: yeah. for both businesses <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> absolutely,
0: um, so that's a long term goal, right, and a very short, you want to, but you want that to happen in a short period of time
1: no, well, so. you know I'm putting my effort into it, and we'll see how it goes <laughs> okay
0: um so speaking of your fine art how uh-huh. how would you describe your art i I've seen i I've, I've again I've checked on the internet, mm-hmm. and it seems like you use several different mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't pigeonhole yourself to just, you know, I'm just going to do oils or I'm right. just going to do watercolors. Right. Um, I guess, and this is how my brain doesn't work that way because it doesn't right. have that creative bent. So uh, how do you know what you're going to do? I mean, do you mm-hmm. just, I mean, you know, you always see the, uh, uh, the, the cliche of the guy who's going to write the great American novel. And he mm-hmm. sits down at the typewriter and puts a piece of paper in there and he's got a blank piece of paper and <laughs> stares at it, you know. <laughs> Um. Your creative process, mm-hmm. um, for your own person for for your creative art, mm-hmm. um, and not so much your business side. How? Uh, what's your process? Does the mm-hmm. stuff? I mean, does stuff come to you? Does does it? It's kind of like, you does something catch your eye, mm-hmm. or is it a memory? Is it something you have in a dream? Or I mean, is it all those things? Yeah. I guess it's it's difficult for somebody who's not. I need a kick in the pants <laughs> and, and I am one of those people that definitely has to have a muse. Mm-hmm. Um, I would need to go into a room full of people mm-hmm. to work out my most creative ideas because okay. I would need to bounce them off people. That oh, That's, that's me. Okay. Okay. That's uh-huh. me. Um, I would need, I need that spark, mm-hmm. which then I can run with. Okay. But to get to that point, there's gotta be something else going on. I gotta have interaction. Sure. I gotta have something going on around me. Um, so I guess what how, how do you how do you get that spark and how do you keep it going?
1: <laughs> well, it is. I mean, yes, definitely you get inspired by things that you see. I mean, I have um, a lot of paintings that I've done that are based on something that are. I'm you know I'm painting a scene or I'm painting a person or I'm painting a pet yeah. or whatever and and doing it you know trying to get it to look like that. Um, representational art, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that whole thing. But then I also really love abstract art. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing much more of that. This ho- entire show here in Milwaukee is all abstract pieces. Mm-hmm. And that is more of an internal process. And so for me, the way those, how I do those, is I just get in the studio and I start putting down color. And I have many, many um, canvases going at one time. And I, it's about the process and putting down color and putting down lines and scraping things off and putting things on and moving things around and pasting things in and pretty soon cuz you're you're feeling things as you're doing this mm-hmm. and you kind of have a at least for me I kind of have a general overall theme in mind and for for this mm-hmm. show it was growing up in Milwaukee okay and so as i'm creating all these things and going from one canvas to another over many many days over months really putting all these together um you start having specific thoughts about each individual canvas, and that's when you know you're starting to get to a point when you see how you're going to finish that painting. Otherwise, it's just process.
0: So, I, this is what I'm hearing. So, mm-hmm. it kind of reveals itself. Yes. As you're working. Yes. Okay, so it's not you're trying to go from A to B. Right. And you you know what your end result wants to be. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll call it and. When at me for call- it's, not, it's not a paint by numbers process. No. I'm going to put this color here, this color here, this not color there. That, that looks no. like a sailboat. Next, right? <laughs> you will lay out color. You lay out the color. You'll do this, mm-hmm. and the sailboat will reveal itself in right. a way. Right. I mean, is that a fair assessment?
1: It is, but it's not a sailboat. Only saying that because it's not representational. I'm not okay, trying to right, get right. to a point where you say, "Oh, that's a bird," or "Oh, that's a oh, sailboat." Right, right. right? I'm just trying to get a feeling. I'm trying to emote something in the work. And so it's all process until I start feeling that particular canvas. And then I start to get a sense of how I want it to end up. Up until then, it really is just about putting down paints and just playing with stuff. Does that make
0: so sense? What's, yep. what's the longest you've worked on a piece?
1: That is very hard to gauge. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But I will say there have been times when I worked on a painting for you know s- several weeks off and on. And I think it's done, and I'm you know, doing a bit of the finishing work, and then I'll set it aside. And I never quite put the hanging wires on the back. I never quite sign it. And it sits there <laughs> because something's not right, and I'm not sure what it is. And then you'll come back to it like next year and work on it some more, and suddenly it turns into something, and then, then it's done. So there's no real way for me to answer that question is, I guess, okay. is what I'm saying. Because I don't really know. Okay.
0: So you haven't had a canvas in the closet for twenty years you've been working on that just no. doesn't seem to want to gel or not <laughs> no, yet. Not not yet. Okay. <laughs> I won't jinx you then. Sorry. <laughs> I won't, I won't, I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It could happen. I'm, I'm sorry. Not, I'm not gonna put that out. <laughs> um so right now you're at Cafe Lulu, Juniper mm-hmm. sixty one. Mm-hmm. Um locally, do you have any other plans for any other shows?
1: Not yet um i do have another big show coming up in chicago after the lulus closes i'm taking paintings from there and putting them up in chicago at um pizza rustica (laughs) near near wrigley field um but i would uh, part of what i want to do here is start approaching galleries i I need to get to know the galleries first and see where i think i might fit and then actually approach the gallery owners Mm -hmm. with some of my work and see if they would be
0: interested has that grown in the time since you've been gone? The the places to show? Are there more options for you than there used to be?
1: That is hard to say because I didn't really look into it too much okay. when I was younger. Um, and I do know that some of the bigger Milwaukee galleries had shrunk because of the recession mm-hmm. and maybe are growing again now. I hope that they are. But um, I haven't put the, the legwork, in, oh, okay. legwork in to find that out yet. All right. I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more opportunities. Yeah. Um well that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting.
0: I'd like to welcome you back to Milwaukee. Thank you. Glad to have you back.
1: Hey, thank Glad you. Glad to bring
0: some more different energy back. <laughs> um anything you'd like to say? So if people want to get a hold of you. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get your plugs in here. Okay. Okay. So it's on Diamond com dot and A
1: N D I A M O That's right. Let's creative. go. Creative dot com. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um and your fine art one.
1: My fine my fine art one is just my name rochellewiner.com. R O C H E L L E W E I N E R.com. And I've got Facebook pages for both as well.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to uh, they would contact you through the websites if mm-hmm. they see something they like. Absolutely. There's okay. contact forms on both of them. Okay. You know, speaking of your website and uh-huh. this is I I found the the series of uh, they're photographs uh-huh. um, that you, and I don't want to call them a collage because I, I don't know what the proper name for it mm-hmm. is. Cause I couldn't remember what they were off the website, <laughs> but I found those very interesting.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, and part of that's just cause I do like to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see something, I guess maybe I recognize, <laughs> but how, how did that come about? How does, was this again kind of a spitballing thing? Did, did it
1: <laughs> Well, it was, it's a, been a lifelong interest of mine, um, antique photography okay and i would find myself you know just tooling around at a antique store or a junk shop or whatever and running into snapshots or old portraiture that you know are for sale now Mm -hmm. and how sad that is you know i mean some places there'll be drawers or big boxes full of old black and whites that are just you know for sale for five cents a piece and it's some family's memory sure just basically (laughs) practically thrown away um so it always interested me and I always sat and I would look at them and I never knew what to do with them. And so finally I said I was going to try and work them into a series of paintings. And so what I do is, um, well, I've been collecting these, these photographs for a long time anyway, but okay. um, I you know, choose ones that speak to me for whatever reason. And then I kind of, they usually speak to me because I kind of start formulating a narrative around that picture, whatever it is, and then I go ahead and I paint the narrative. Right. So it's not a collage. It is an actual painting. I'm being inspired by the 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 photograph to make a painting. But it is I'm trying to but the
0: paint but the the photograph is part of the painting.
1: It's not it's I'm I'm painting the photograph. I'm not gluing the photograph. Oh, I'm not okay. transferring the photograph. Oh, I'm well, make, doing a painting. Because oh photograph.
0: that's again and yeah. it's that that's what it looked like to me. So yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad.
1: Well, I guess now that I think about it, there's a couple um encaustic pieces I did that I did transfer some of the images, but okay. then you change it after that and it becomes part of a collage in that way. Okay. So i right. done I've done both. So that must be what you were.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's the, some of the ones okay. I saw seemed like they were yeah. the actual image. Okay. Yes, Fantastic. Yes, yes. All right. And that was a side note. I'm sorry. I forgot oh, that's to bring okay. that up earlier, but No, uh, that's a that's a fun um uh, fun series. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So huh. people know how to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. They can hire you for the business design, website design Fresh if they mm-hmm. um and they can see your art in two yeah. local places mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as the website.
1: Absolutely. Portraiture, people and pets. I do that as well.
0: Okay, so <laughs> you you do um um I don't wanna call it consignment, what do they call? Um commission pieces. Commission pieces. There we go. That's exactly. the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was a C word. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so you do you do, do commission work? Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: I do like to do portraits. I've always liked doing portraits, but I um, put okay. a lot of effort into it in recent years.
0: All right, excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, Rochelle, thank you for Thanks, taking Steve. the time out today. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's it? You're good? <laughs> All right, well, excellent. Well, Rochelle, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Steve. Um, you guys know how to get a hold of her, and um, I will post those in the show notes okay. so they can have your links. Terrific. Um, So I'd also like to thank who's ever listening for listening. Thank you for coming back. Um, Again, keep us in mind here at Listen Up Milwaukee. Um, Again, you can contact us um, through Facebook. You can send us emails at listenupmke at yahoo.com. And you can, uh, depending on where you found us, you either found us on iTunes or you found us through our website, which is... um, The listenupmke.podbean.com. That's our server where you can find these. And you can go back and look at all our wonderful other shows. But most people are going to iTunes because you're lazy. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you. Thank you for listening. And, again, uh, thanks for listening. Come back soon. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye.